Strap one on, it's time to jam. Sam, guess what? What? It's 2024 now. How did this? How did this happen? Uh, it was 2023, and then that ended, and then a new year started up. That tracks. Usually, it's the way. Yeah. Are you ready for another year of cinematic Bruce Willis adventures? Because. It's not going to end this year, so it's going to be. A, it's <laughs> there's still too much left. So, yep. This I'm, is. I'm ready. The f- well, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that thought. Our <laughs> first episode of the tw- of the new year, our first direct to DVD episode of the new year, not our first Willis watch of the year. This was a December holdover, as is next will be spoilers. Die Hard 2, uh, which already the plan of we'll go live Christmas <laughs> was abandoned, which is fine because really <laughs> Die Hard 3 isn't even a Christmas movie. And also, yeah, sickness and turns out the holidays being very busy kind of combined into, uh, hey, there's not really a great time to do this. But now is the bestest time to talk about 2012's Fire with Fire. One of, if not the actual first entry on the... No, because we didn't do the number one. But it's right near the start. It's number five. Okay. So this is definitely the early days. I think we learned that it came out the same year as like Red 2. That sounds right. Things are still coming up to theaters. The cast for this is absolutely stacked to the rafters with recognizable people. It's bizarre, but maybe a little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's, I feel like, I feel like some of this we learned last time, like Rosario Dawson at this point, maybe in a bit of a career lull. Not even really a lull, just had it really take. We were like, oh, had it really taken off? And then we found out, yeah, it kind of had. So, because at this it's, point, she she had done, done rent. She'd done Sin City by this point. I said 2012, right? Yes, 2012. Yeah. God, when was Sin City? 2005. That is nuts. 19 years ago? Fuck off. <laughs> and Death Proof and Grindhouse and Clerks 2. So yeah, it's one of those kind of bizarre projects where you could tell the budget wasn't very high. So the actors probably did not. You know, they didn't receive maybe their standard paychecks. There's not really anyone in the movie. Like, you know, when you see something like this now, it's like, oh, who's in this movie? Mel Gibson? That makes sense. If a script comes across Mel Gibson's desk, he might just be like, someone wants me to be in a movie? Oh, sure. yay. yay. In 2024? <laughs> good Tuesday for Mel Gibson. Oh, man. 
Time to go be racist to celebrate. And <laughs> Morgan uh, Morgan Freeman's kind of another odd one because he's in a lot of directed video stuff now that you're like, it feels like you shouldn't need to do this stuff. But sometimes he so does. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe sometimes he just likes to get, you know, get get down and dirty with a low budget movie to be like, I just want to, you know, not, I don't want to lose touch with my roots. Do you guys know how, how about treating your grandmother nice? Because I have a whole <laughs> speech about it that I can give. So there's who who do we got in this movie? We got Josh Dumel as firefighter, firefighter man, which is probably his actual character name, Mr. Fire, Mr. Steve Firefighter. Can you actually remember his name? No, I can't. I'm, I'm trying and I Jeremy. That Jeremy Cole. Look like a Jeremy. No, he looks like, yeah, Steve Fireman, which is probably what I'll be calling him. Uh, and we are introduced to uh, him running into a fire to save some alcohol. Very strange. And we know, honestly, the fact that he's a firefighter is not that important <laughs> to the movie. It, it eventually factors in. I mean, there's being... fire at the end, but he doesn't necessarily do anything to fight it. Well... We'll get there. What does People he do have... to fight? What does he do to fight fire? Well, he doesn't fight it, Sean, but he he fights through it. He fights, he fights through fire it. Fire but... with fire. Yeah. It, yes. We'll we'll that... get there. We had there's there's actual plot to this movie. So there think... is an actual plot to this movie. I don't remember what we predicted it would be, and I didn't have time to go back and check. So you'll all just have to deal with that. I think it was. But... I think we probably predicted. Siege and or kidnapping, which there's correct. a little bit of kidnapping in this movie, but mostly this is your classic. Is it your classic? I don't know. It's a witness protection movie. And then the bad guy finds you. So you're not protected <laughs> anymore. Setup. But mostly you're not protected anymore because you were like, what if instead of being in witness protection, I murdered a lot of people. So although I guess now he's already found out first. Yeah. yeah anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> so firefighter Steve and his buddies are like, let's go to the convenience store and get some alcohol. Get some this snacks to have with our booze that we saved from a burning building that the bartender was like, ah, no, like you just risked your life. Keep it. It's like, well, I could have just left it then. Yeah. But they're, you know, now they get to enjoy it because the odds that uh, a kingpin Nazi Vincent D'Onofrio shows up at the same time and shoots a bunch of people are pretty small. But so that's zero. fine. Let's go get Let's go get our. Oh, no. What are the odds that this is the night that would happen? That Not even night. It's 730 in the morning, which is oh, one yeah. thing that bothered me. Like, who is doing mob dealings at 735 a.m.? That's what was in his calendar. He wanted to get it done early. He's got other things to do today. It seems like a strange time to choose. So 7.30 a.m., we got to go to that shop that won't sell be and is messing up my criminal enterprise and shoot the store owner and his son. And, ah, Steve Fireman saw us do all that. So he can identify me, which I never thought would happen, even though I have a giant swastika tattooed on my neck and always keep the top two buttons of my shirt open to make sure everyone can see it. 
Damn it. Are you telling me that was a mistake this whole time? It's funny they even did a police lineup. It's like it's it's the guy with the swastika tattoo on his <laughs> neck. Like, could you step forward that you do not he does not need to step forward and say anything. It's it's four. It's number four. It's that dude. Like guys, it's Vincent D'Onofrio with a swastika tattoo. I'm I'm pretty sure. Like I'm I'm confident. Yeah. Let's let's just do this. So in a pretty cool power moment, Vincent D'Onofrio doing a doing an accent. <laughs> I almost forgot about the accent. I think well, this is in New Orleans, right? So I think he's supposed to be doing a is it? Nolan's accent, isn't it? Maybe. Maybe that's another Bruce say. Willis movie that we watched that was in Nolan's. Because yeah, I definitely I remember. Oh, maybe it was actually might have been one of the. If this was in Florida, I don't know what so. accent he's doing. <laughs> he it it sounds like he's trying for Nolan's, but not being very successful at it. I am not going to try and replicate it here. No one could. It's one of those. I'm sure he showed up on set, and they were like, "What do you, you know, what do you think about the character?" Like, I think he would talk like this. And you go, well, who's going to tell Vincent D'Onofrio no? Anyone? Anyone? Okay, I guess he talked like this. So he is identified by Firefighter Steve, who's there with Captain Bruce Willis, who's angry at, I feel like I should remember the, it's like Sagan or Wagon or Dagan. I feel like I should remember the Vincent D'Onofrio name because they say David Hagen. Hagen, yeah. I was close. If I'd keep kept saying things, I would have gotten there. Because they you say the David Hagen. Hagen a lot. Yeah. Uh yeah, he killed uh Bruce Willis's partner and I think his like partner's wife. Yeah. And uh he did not care for that. So he's also like, we gotta get this guy, and this is our chance to get this guy. This firefighter saw him. And so he points him out in the lineup and then Vinny D is like when he comes forward instead of saying his line he just is like you back there Jeremy and then recites his address and social security number which is a pretty cold ass moment still not sure how he knew that that was the dude but because he's I don't know he's he's Vincent D'Onofrio I guess he can do you know it's our fun little death wish reunion from yeah Ten, six, six years before Death Wish came out. Um, <laughs> a pre-year, so if you will. So they're like, well, we better protect this witness. Now, don't you start boning Rosario Dawson when you're in the witness protection program, okay? And he's like, I prom. And then and he does. Obviously. Who's, you know, so she's involved with the case. I'm pretty sure there's ethics there for her side of it, too, boning the witness that you're protecting, but a couple rewrites and you have yourself a romantic comedy. So I don't know. I feel like that must have been a romantic comedy already, right? Probably. Falling in love with the witness you're protecting. It has to be. I bet you if it is Gerard Butler Orc, and Catherine Heigl are in it. I, yeah, I was going to say like, it sounds like the kind of thing Catherine Heigl has been in. She did the Stephanie Plum movie, which I think maybe had something similar to that. I don't remember. Rom-com witness protection program. I'm not the only person who's asked. Uh, 
did you hear about the Morgans? But I thought, oh yeah, well, that's they fall back in love with each other though. That's not really yeah, true. that doesn't count. But all of the matches seem to be for that, so maybe, hmm, maybe they haven't made that movie yet. I feel like it has to exist. I mean, I guess they did fire with fire, but. <laughs> It's not really a rom-com, though, is it? No, there's some rom, not a lot of com. No. So they're in love, and uh, David Hagen's sketchy-ass lawyer like gets him out of jail before his trial. So naturally, his first order of business is, I gotta go kill that More guy murder. who identified me. Although it's like not really a secret. He's out... I, I guess because it's your, it's your classic, he can't testify if he's dead. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. It's your classic, like your 16 blocks. We got to kill the witness so he can't testify. And then hope there's not a witness to that murder and the cycle, the witness murder cycle continues. Infinity. He seems very messy. Like I he seems to be yeah. killing a lot of people that don't need to die. His first hit is just shoot at them in a parking lot. It's like there's better. There's. There's got to be better ways to do this. Also, be don't strategic. believe for a second that Rosario Dawson could see that. But anyways. How did you climb to the top of the criminal ranks with plans like, take your guns, go to where they are, and just shoot at them? Like, you've you've had some time. You've been in jail at least a little bit. Come up with something better. You look like the dude from Hitman. Lean into that shit. You basically have, like, the barcode tattoo that Mr. Hitman has. I don't know. Dr. Steve Hitman from the Hitman games. <laughs> I don't remember his actual name. Agent something. Agent 77, Agent 41. Something like that. Look, my point is, Sam, he doesn't seem very good at this. <laughs> uh, no. And I guess that was technically your point. I just stole it. No, he's not. Uh, yeah. He doesn't do great. No, I mean, and as a villain, aside from the opening shooting in the convenience store, he mostly just like makes phone calls and yells. There's a bit of a confrontation between him and Bruce, but. But like, I mean, even the people like his flunkies aren't very good. Like you've got Julian McMahon, who's the person doing the shooting. He's got a bad mustache. He sure does. Like, doesn't seem to be doing much besides the mustache. Like it's one of those comes- like bring him in, he's an expert marksman, and then fucks up the first <laughs> shot we see him take. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, he comes back, he gets his ass kicked by Rosario Dawson some more. Like, he's not very good at his job. Vinny it's, Jones is in this. He's he sure not very is. Good at his job. No, but it, look, at least scene, we, though. yeah, at least we get anytime Vinnie Jones to show up to be like, you will fucking take a swap at me, yeah, fucking punk. It's like, oh, always great. Yeah, like he's, I wasn't he's mad here, about it. He's here doing exactly what you want Vinnie Jones to do, which is just talk shit in that accent. He's wearing the exact same shirt that he is in Eurotrip. Yeah. If like Eurotrip had come same out shirt. Like, 10 years prior, I would have assumed he just rolled from one set to the next but yeah maybe he did just show up and be like i like my euro trip shirt and i'm gonna fucking wear it that's not his who's gonna argue who's gonna argue a fucking vinnie jones yeah exactly d'onofrio gets to talk like that i get to wear my fucking shirt yeah yeah it's also one of those movies 
uh, well, you just watched John Wick, so you know what I'm talking about now, where the hero overpowers everybody, but then is evenly matched with the villain who doesn't seem like he should be an even match. Like, John Wick decimates everyone in that movie, and then when he fights kind of overweight Russian dude, it's it's a draw for a lot of it. I mean, he'd gotten, like, stabbed and I guess, yeah. punched in the stabbing, and I feel like that would put him about on par with, like, he looked tired. But also, I, it. I feel like I was, I'm probably wrong, because Josh Dumel, when at first glance, is, oh, he should be able to tear D'Onofrio apart, but D'Onofrio, uh, he's, he's got some, he's got some strength. So, yeah. like one punch from D'Onofrio, I feel like with le- I mean Daredevil is kind of proof of that. Daredevil has a lot of trouble going against D'Onofrio, and that's like a decade later. So, oh, probably not. I bet you that Daredevil shows from like the same year, and time <laughs> is meaningless. So. <laughs> Who else is in this? I feel like we're even forgetting some names. Uh, 50 Cent. 50 Cent is in it, which is, he's not in it very much. He's essentially, no. so there's like sort of a warring gang thing. Like the reason that the shop owner won't sell is because he's protected by like the Crips. And then there's a bit where Josh Dumel like kills a guy when he's on his revenge spree later. Not even really revenge. He's very proactive, actually. It's not seek. He doesn't need to seek revenge. He's like, well, I guess no. Rosario Dawson has been shot and is in the hospital. He's just at home. She was fine. It was a flesh wound. Okay, but he's still mad. But and yeah, then, he's then still he, he's still big mad about it. And D'Onofrio's like, I'm not going to stop. So Dumel's like, I guess I'll stop you. So he goes to 50 Cent to be like, I need un- unmarked guns. And that's pretty much 50 Cent's only scene, which is interesting. Because I watched the nine-minute behind-the-scenes featurette on the Blu-ray, and they they're talking about that scene, and then Josh Dumel's like, and so then you know he and I kind of team up to take. I was like, no, you don't. That didn't I mean, happen. Kind of teams up with the gang in the sense that he's like, I'm gonna make it look like your gang did this, so then I don't get in trouble. But Fifty doesn't go out with him and do no, anything. No, he sells them the weapons, and we never see him again. They're teamed up in spirit only. I guess it was just, it's just, it's like, have you seen the movie that you're in? Maybe like, you're <laughs> on set. So you know what? Maybe you haven't. So yeah, 50 not in the movie very much, despite getting fairly prominent billing. I think that's most like the dad from stir of echoes is in here, which I'm always excited about to see the dad from stir of echoes. Obviously Bruce Willis is in it. He's got some, he's got some good stuff. He's got some good snark. He gets to, beat the shit out of a guy there's that great bit where he's yelling on the phone this is what i this is what i want from my bruce yeah in these kinds of movies like he actually gets to you know gets to do some stuff but yeah it, it's mostly the dumel show i i have no strong thoughts on josh dumel i don't know about you no we had the conversation about who the better looking celebrity doppelganger was and it was widely agreed amongst my friends group as well that it's timothy oliphant versus josh dumel yeah oh yeah a hundred percent i don't yeah josh dumel is obviously a handsome guy but there's something about oliphant yeah he feels he feels lived in (laughs) maybe that's just because of justified and i just think he's a cowboy but 
And, you know, we'll get to see him face off against Bruce one time down the road because mm. of Die Hard, Die Hard 4. So I did not know that. Yeah, he is the main villain in Die Hard 4. Spoilers, I guess. I don't know. Not really. <laughs> I'll yeah. have time to forget that before we get there. So it's fine. I can't think of like I can't think of much else that that Dumel's been in that I've seen like the Transformers movie, but his, he's mostly just there to be like go 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 go. So sure, he was in that shotgun wedding movie with Jennifer Lopez last year that I remember being charming. He did that Catherine Eigel movie that's not about witness protection, but it's also <laughs> it gets about them like with a kid or something. I never saw it. Life as we know it or something. I thought it. it wasn't very good. So yeah, he's he's fine. Like his. his character is at least done well because obviously when he makes the decision to I have to murder a bunch of people so I don't get murdered it's not like he immediately switches into Josh Dumel from Transformers mode like after he has his first couple murders and then does the like he carves the gang symbol into the guy's face so that the cops will go oh gang did this I don't remember if he throws up but he definitely has to go home and take one of those like I'm sad as blood runs off my body showers there's a couple instances where he like pukes because it's just not great. I think the it was the guy in the the garage gets like quite a gross. He cuts the guy's finger off and then immediately throws up. Yeah, yeah, he get, gets a, gets to torture a guy for information. Gets to sh- and then shoots him in the head. Like he's he's a very different person probably coming out the other side of this. His first two kills are complete accidents too, which is kind of funny. Yeah, that's also <laughs> the true. The guy in the car who like shoots himself and. I forget how Vinnie Jones dies. He's the first kill. Doesn't he just kind of get knocked? Does he get knocked down and like hits against something? I, re- yeah, I have a me- yeah, memory I, of him being on the ground. Like, Yeah, I think he hits his head on a rock or he gets impaled on a garbage bin or I don't remember. Something, there's something. definitely a garbage bin. He definitely so. falls into something and that's where bad things happen. It's not like an intentional like, I'm going to kill you. It's more, oh no, you have fallen on precisely the wrong spot. Yeah. And then Rosario Dawson's like, I don't think you should be murdering people anymore. And they have, as couples do, a disagreement about that. (laughs) And he resolves it, as most couples do, by locking her in the bathroom and going and doing whatever the fuck he wants anyway. And then, as usually results, she gets kidnapped by... Well, first she gets kidnapped and locked in a building, and then the building gets set on fire. And that's when we go... Oh, right. He's a firefighter. <laughs> I guess that will be important again. Except kind of like it's important in that, like he sets it up, that like he has the building set on fire and he's got all his fire gear and like he gets his friend who doesn't know that he's back to like bring him his gear and all of this and which is great. But like he didn't plan ahead very well. So like he doesn't have a an extra helmet for Rosario and like he ends up taking his like he he's anyways he's a very ill-prepared fireman at the end he's making it up as he goes i kind of forgot yeah that his friends one of them gets killed and we're impacted enough that you message me who even was that so (laughs) i don't think he gets killed i think he's still alive at the end but oh you're right he he just gets the ever-loving shit beat out of him yeah you're right uh yeah so there's a big climax in a burning building which i will give the movie credit for seems to actually be a bunch of people surrounded by real fire and or if it's cg fire they did a good job because we both commented on the fire like that's always one of the things on this 
I mean, in all movies, but especially the direct-to-DVD stuff, like, the fire is not good. Fire and helicopters. Bad. And fittingly, the day, it was either the day before or, like, not long before this movie, I watched another 50 Cent classic Expendables 4, or Exformables, based on how the font is done. And the fire and helicopters all look like shit in that movie. And that movie costs like $100 million. So Perfect. well done, fire with fire. Someone clearly said, look, if we're going to have three words in the title and two of them are fire, we should probably do a good job in the one scene that has it. But he doesn't like choke someone out with a fire hose or anything like that. Or no. like use he doesn't use his fire axe to chop a dude's head off. No, he's kind of too bad. He doesn't have a fire based one liner as far as I remember. No, not from memory. You're going to go up and smoke that. Nah, nothing. And then, yeah, no. everything, everything everything works out great. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Bruce boxes stuff up and that's the end of the movie. Yep. Fire with fire. Uh, I don't know. I thought this was pretty good. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, we're we're like a month out from watching it. So I think that's why both of us are kind of. I mean, that's gonna obviously going to be our 2024 resolution is tighten, <laughs> tighten them recording windows. <laughs> so I'm impressed with us and how well we were able to to remember a lot yeah. of what went down. But I think it's great. also always important to remember that the way we discuss and rate the direct-to-DVD stuff might be different than how we might rate the other stuff. So if you could come out the other side and go, you know what? That was a lot of good actors given given it, like not slumming it, given good performances. Like I was never bored, which is always oh. kind of the biggest threat with these movies is that yeah. you're often just kind of like this isn't even in, enjoyable bad or interesting bad. It's just kind of dull. And not just, you know, the Bruce stuff, just direct to DVD action movies slash thrillers as a whole like they always run that risk of just being these dour oh you filmed this in the same part of europe that they all get filmed in and everything is blue and low energy and this i don't know this had some pep yeah it moved like like you said as a reward i gave I it three the, stars yeah i think the, if you swapped out a lot of these actors with ones you didn't recognize you'd probably lose a little something like it's those interesting touches like D'Onofrio going, <laughs> this is my accent that I think holds a lot of, you know, okay, all right, there's some personality to this. All right. But yeah, it's like 90 minutes. It moves. It's, com it's a completely fine way to spend your time. Yep. Exactly. What were we and we were coming off of like wrong place or something as our last direct to DVD. Uh, or no, it was the Chad Michael Murray remake yeah, of wrong place. Survive the game. Yeah. Survive the survive the night. We haven't done night no. yet. Okay, so survive the game. Yeah. Which was also fine, but in a very different way. Yeah. Oh, it was I less slightly less than fine. My phone's over here. I have to, we have to do the Willis time count. Isn't there a movie where I still haven't done it? Wasn't it Lay the uh, Favorite? We realized I didn't do the time count. Maybe. Oh, I still need to. I should have put an asterisk. I forgot. 
but I do have it for this movie. How much screen time do you think Bruce Willis had in Fire with Fire? 17 minutes and 42 seconds. Oh my God, you're so close. 17.05. Oh, you're so I close. Shot it. So less than wrong place. Oh, did we not do the time count for Survive the Game? Because I don't have it. <laughs> Maybe that's the one we forgot. Damn. Okay. When I'll did we go... even watch Survive the Game? I have no record that we ever did. Do we dream the whole thing? <laughs> let me go to the let me go to the dis, let me go to the Discord. When the hell did we watch Survive the Game? August. So that episode yeah, August must August twenty third. That episode must exist. Huh. It would have been better as a fever dream. Maybe. I'm so excited that we still have we still have more Chad Michael Murray, right? Is Survive the Game in the ranking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we definitely did it. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, let's recap that ranking and see where this one goes. <laughs> All right, bottom to top, we have Airstrike, Fortress Sniper's Eye, Hard Kill, Cosmic Sin, Vice, Marauders, Lay the Favorite, Midnight in the Switchgrass, Acts of Violence, Wrong Place, Survive the Game, Fortress, Out of Death, Apex, A, Time, a Day to Die, Reprisal, Catch 44, Trauma Center, Deadlock, Cold Light of Day, First Kill, Precious Cargo, White Elephant, Breach, and Once Upon a Time in Venice. This is probably like around Cold Light of Day. Yeah. What was after Cold Light of Day? Deadlock. I don't remember. That was the damn. Oh yeah. Movie. I think I would put this above that. Yeah. I'm just debating if I would put it over Cold Light of Day. I. I think I would. I think I probably would too. Because I feel like you can make similar arguments for Cold Light of Day, where you know you've got like a decent cast and there's it's got you know some stuff happening. Clearly had a budget, people are into it, but I think this one was just more fun. I would agree with that. Okay, what was all right? What's then? Then what's next? Uh, above that is First Kill, which is higher than I remember. Yeah, I was like, I'm surprised <laughs> to hear you say that. Um. I would put it above that too, then. I think so, yeah. I think it goes between Precious Cargo and First Kill. Oh, yeah, I can't give it above Precious Cargo. No. Okay, so you're right. So what spot does that put it at overall? That puts it in fifth place. Okay. Which I'm happy with. I We must have recorded the episode for First Kill very soon after watching First Kill, and Hayden Christensen must have made an impact. Maybe. Because otherwise, I don't... I remember it being decent. I remember the I'd villain have... being very likable. I also, yeah, I also feel like it was coming off of a fairly long run. Maybe, like, yeah. Lay, like we had done like Lay the Favorite and some not great directors, so we were probably just excited about that part too. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Okay, well there you All go. Right. Uh, normally we'd spin five. a wheel, but next is Die Hard too, so. Which we did not spin a wheel for. We just decided it was no, Christmas and we deserved it's Christmas it. And we get to do it. So that, uh, that'll be coming up next. 
And then after that, question mark, question mark, question mark. So that's when things get exciting. So until then, keep celebrating those Willises. Keep celebrating those Willises. (laughs) 